You're listening to a fourth-hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode. And this is actually Strangers on the Ranch. Um, this is episode seven. So I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm uh, overworked and underpaid. <laughs> Amen. I'm Alex. I'm Larry. Josh, you sound like a Dolly Parton song. I fucking love that. That's awesome. I feel like a Dolly Parton song, Shane. <laughs> I don't even know why I said amen to that, because like I'm definitely not overworked. And I've, <laughs> I'm paid okay, I suppose. But like at this point, even working two days a week is too much, John. You're you are overworked. <laughs> That's, that is true. I appreciate your uh, your empathy. candor. <laughs> Solidarity with the workers, my man. Dude, workers right. unite. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. Um, anyway, so welcome to Strangers on the Ranch. We uh, First of all, some sad news. Sad news is that this is like the second to the last one before the season finale, because mm-hmm. that's playing June 2nd, I think. Was that right when I saw the previews? I think it's next week. Whenever next week is, whatever that date is, I think. Oh, yeah, I think it's a week after, but whatever, there's eight in this in this season. But uh, mm-hmm. this episode, it just keeps getting crazy. A um, couple things that I want to throw out there, too. I want to thank anybody on YouTube who's subscribing to our channel. Um, it actually has blown up, gotten pretty good. Uh, I get comments every now and again. We answer back to them. Uh, you know, you guys have some comments and ideas on your own side, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do that. So that's awesome. And then on top of that, just thank you for patrons and thank you for listeners. You know, we're still kind of growing a small little herd. We're making it bigger and it's much appreciated. So hopefully in these COVID times, you guys are getting something out of it, you know, and I just, I just hope that that's, you know, it's all positive uphill from here, but uh, I'm going to throw it to you, John, unless anybody else has anything to kind of talk or mention on and we can roll into episode seven. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, should we dive into this beautiful bean footage? First, head first. <laughs> um, so the episode starts, it's August 16th now, and I'm pretty sure episode six was in like like a month ago. Uh, okay, yeah, but, it was like mid-July, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. mid-July. So, so we're kind of like a month later for episode seven. And they're all meeting at Homestead One because they want to hook up some audio equipment up to that uh, concrete room because Tom and Candace are saying they're hearing a bunch of strange noises and they have been hearing it. But Taylor's idea is that that's actually that room is possibly acting like a big bass drum or something and kind of reverberating all of these sounds. And that, I mean, that seems pretty, pretty logical for sure. Yeah, how they did it, it. I think that's cool. Uh, whenever, whenever they talk about the secret room, it's always like, it, I get the feeling that they kind of ran out of stuff to look at and are kind of bored and are like, I don't know. I mean, the secret room's over there. I guess we could go <laughs> mess with that. And then as soon as they start looking at it, something crazy happens. Yeah, it was like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Like three months ago, they were messing with it. They're like, oh, we could bring this back. And I think, was it wrong when Tom, we interviewed Tom Winterden? 
Um, by the way, that was episode, uh, I think before episode five, I, I believe. Um, didn't he say they were up there for eight months in this whole time frame when they were filming? Mm. Was that right? Or... I don't think so. Because hmm. it seems like they're about three weeks or four weeks spaced apart as we kind of go and, and see how these things are rolling out. But, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Well, um, so they do, they hook up some audio equipment and they're messing with that that thing and they're getting some interesting readings like they kind of go along with taylor's hypothesis you know tom and candace are walking and slamming doors and stomping and you know they're like oh okay yeah this is making sense like cool and then pretty much like right when that happens um who is it let's see well all, yeah all of a sudden there's a helicopter to Taylor's like, oh, is there an AC running or something? Oh. They think they're picking up the air conditioning. Yeah. And I was thinking that it sounded kind of like a helicopter. And then, yeah, all of a sudden they look up and there's that helicopter just floating above the ranch. Total which... meaningless uh, coincidence. But right when we started talking about this, a helicopter flew over my house. <laughs> they're <Anyway>. back. <laughs> of course. They're watching you, Josh. They're here. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so that thing's just hovering above them for a while and they can see like there's a camera underneath the helicopter and it's just kind of slowly moving and it definitely looks like it's checking checking out the ranch and Eric, what was that shane oh no i was just actually let you take a coffee drink there um it was funny because yeah they're checking out the ranch but on top of that so eric, i think it was eric that went in to check the transponder you know to yep. see if they could and yeah lo and, and behold, uh Dragon in the afterthought, uh, take off like they're gonna fucking fire off a few warning shots or something. And it's not until I think they make it pretty obvious that they're aware of the helicopter mm. that it stops hovering and starts kind of moving to the west and then eventually goes over the over the ridge. Uh, goes out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Taylor makes a point to say that it's not technically illegal to have your transponder off if you're under a certain altitude. Just super stupid. Yeah, it's just dumb. But there's no there's no yeah. good reason to do that because you're you're avoiding other air traffic that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, not yeah. only that, but what happens? You know, what he brought this up, Travis did. Um, what what happens if you crash? There's nothing. There's no trace at that point. So it's kind of it's kind of irresponsible yeah. in general, just because that's what it's designed for, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and that makes it seem like they're trying not to be detected. Yeah, like basic. I think Taylor says it is basically the only reason you'd really do that is if you're up to no good in you're trying to be clandestine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. He did use that word. Nice catch, Josh. Uh, is that the Travisism? I didn't catch a lot on this episode, so that might be the no, only one. No, that's a real word. No, I know it is, but you know, <laughs> it's <how> Okay. <laughs> Zing. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, don't, I don't think he was using it in a weird Travisism way, but uh, but yeah, it was funny. He was definitely like thinking spy super hard, which was pretty fun. For sure. Well, and then and seems to corroborate it a little bit in the preview for the next one. But Yeah, I was going to say, I wrote some notes that, like, maybe it's government, maybe it's Big Lowe's old team, or maybe it's just some rich guy that says, fuck it, I want to go look at the ranch. Mm -hmm. But I guess with the previews, they kind of yeah. gave that away. In my notes, I was like, I want to rent a helicopter and do a flyover. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I keep getting uh, emails at work for charter flight services. I don't know why, but I do. So I was like, hmm, maybe I could expense it. 
just have them fly over there. I mean, I guess it's not necessarily like a no fly zone or anything. Yeah, I mean, not technically. But so this episode pretty much takes a hard right turn all of a sudden. Like they never go back to the acoustic experiments in the concrete room or anything like that. That's just like, this is the last we ever hear of that room. And I have a feeling that's the last we're going to hear of it, at least in this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we'll get to it, but nothing in the previews for for the season finale look like they're even remotely going to touch on that room. So they take a 90 degree turn and Tom Winterton calls Travis to come check out a dead calf on the property. And there's no sign of trauma, no animal tracks, no sign of a struggle. It's in the middle of the day and the calf was alive in the morning. Yeah. And uh, Tom, Tom, the caretaker, other Tom said he saw it in the morning, like Mm -hmm. just a couple hours before. Yeah. When, uh, When it was alive. Yep. And they said it's a two-year-old calf and they've never had a problem with it health-wise or anything. It's just a young, little, healthy baby calf. So to have it just drop dead all of a sudden is, I mean, a little strange for sure. And they have, so I think Tom, maybe the, I think the caretaker, either Tom, I can't remember. I wish I would have put the last uh, notes, last name in the notes. It might have been Tom Winterton. He says they've gone at least three years without an incident. It was Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but later on in the episode, they say they haven't had, when they're talking to Linda, they haven't had a mutilation or anything like this in a decade. 10 years. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's Sagala that says that because remember he was there during the Bigelow time also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's got like a little bit more extensive knowledge of the place than the other guys do because they came on with, uh, with Brandon. That's true. So since Brandon has overtaken Skinwalker, they haven't had any mysterious cattle mutilations or anything like that. Um, so they try and do a check on all the cattle. So they have Candace and uh, other Tom go search the property for the cattle and they have 41 cows on the property and they're planning just to count all the cattle and to keep them out of the pasture with the dead calf in it make sure every every last one of those cattle is uh accounted for and caleb bench he's the other security guy the afterthought yeah the uh, yeah, i noticed you said the afterthought earlier that was pretty funny <laughs> i'm a dick <laughs> um but yeah he he uh wants to treat it like a crime scene he so kind of he kind of like, stepped up a little bit i thought you know hey let's yeah. do this you know yeah, I thought that was a good way to treat that too. A, a very responsible way to look at that. Yeah, absolutely. They don't want to, and he's like, everybody get out of here. Don't damage anything more than we already have. Um, he started taking pictures of it, trying to just document everything that he's seen right there so they can just gather all the evidence. And then Tom's phone starts going crazy. And then right when Tom's phone is going crazy, Caleb's phone starts to go nuts while he's documenting the scene. And they get the trifield meter out. So the trifield meter is all over the place. And it's all, they're getting all these like weird, strange electromagnetic signals around the dead calf. 
Like, yeah. And uh, I, think, I think Taylor said, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say Sagala broke out the, well, I guess Taylor asked him, but he already had out the, uh, the, uh, spectrometer and he's like are you seeing anything on that and he's like I'm seeing everything on this like <clears throat> every single frequency from super high to super low is is active right now and like mm-hmm. we don't have a way to do that and in my notes yeah. I was just like I should have worn my white pants <laughs> yeah uh, so they're getting everything from microwaves to AM FM like every and lower even to like extra uh-huh. low frequencies it's it's nuts well, and there's nothing known that can do all of that yeah not all at w- not all at once and taylor makes yeah. a point to say that he says mankind doesn't know how to do that yeah. and they are picking it up with multiple instruments yeah. so they've got the ef meter they've got the spectrum analyzer um cell multiple cell phones are just going nuts and it's all around that. And I think that kind of freaks Taylor out. And he's like, uh, we need to, we need to get out of here. There's, that's not, this isn't good. We don't know what it is, but this can't be safe for us to be hanging out right here. Having that. Yeah. Have, he made it sound like having, you know, long-term exposure to that high of uh, electromagnetic radiation could be harmful. Yeah. He started talking about the specific wavelengths and I can't remember, and I didn't write it down, but like what they were getting was like, 200 or 20 sorry and uh and he was like if you're popping popcorn in a microwave it's like two we're basically inside the microwave with the popcorn right now which is kind of terrifying yeah that's fucking insane yeah that's that's not any place you want to be at all um and tom winterton makes a comment i don't know if anybody caught that but he's saying he's quickly they're quickly losing safe places to go on the ranch yeah Um, yeah. yeah, that cracked me up actually. Yeah. It's kind of chilling though, too, at the same time. I was like, whoa. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, I, his delivery of it was perfect because it was like, I'm a little bit scared, but also like, this is super fucking weird and kind of funny. Like, I don't sure. know. I like yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty true though. I mean, that, that's got to be a little unnerving being like, well, I can't, we can't be in this area of the pasture and we can't go over there like homestead to you know like you're getting especially high with, levels with of tom's past you yeah. know like i can't i get why he's like fuck well yeah. and i think Where, too, what am i supposed to do yeah and i think too they're feeling like the fucking cows i mean you know they're being herded and it's later on in the thing but literally they're they're being pushed with what had happened and we'll cover it but i you know they're feeling the same way i mean you're just getting you're losing ground slowly where it's you know yeah. you don't have a safety net you know well and it's disturbing to tom that the entire herd has pushed out of the field right there They're well like, yeah, yeah and they you know showed a map of it they've usually been in the what is it, the east pasture and then they were pushed all the way to the west end of the property which he said they've never done before mm-hmm. yeah as far Earlier away on. from yeah. where the calf died as they could get basically yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so candace and Candace seems to think that the cattle seem to be acting a little uh, scared. So Tom and Candace locate them in like as far west as they can. They are all accounted for and they are acting like they are a little scared of something, whatever that is. And it is strange that they go to the farthest western part of that grazing area, like just as far away from that zone as possible. Yeah. uh when they showed the map, it showed where the cow was at and he was against 
basically you know how the ranch has like section 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 Mm -hmm. he was like right here as far east as you could get in the big main section Mm -hmm. and the rest of the herd was as far away from that as they could get without jumping a barbed wire fence basically yeah well and taylor says that he thinks that the cattle can possibly detect strange microwaves and radiation and that's the reason they're avoiding the area because they can detect that and they're like "Uh uh-uh and he he mentioned like a what was it, a study with insects that had microwave radiation put on them and they knew instinctively mm-hmm. to get away from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, he thinks that cattle might have kind of that same intuition or that same I'm sure instinct. they do. I don't know why they wouldn't. You know? Yeah, animals do. I think humans are the only ones that like go through life blase, just like with blinders on, just like dirt, 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 dirt. Yeah. Really? I, I mean, kind of, you know. <clears throat> I think. Um, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think like our level of, of how much we've improved, just our, our level of comfort throughout the history of human society has kind of like alienated us fr- from our animalistic senses of being able to feel when something's not right, just like feel it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah like, definitely. The materialism is getting yeah. to us. Absolutely. Like, well, we're not afraid of anything anymore we don't need to be afraid anymore like we're not sleeping outside we don't have to worry about predators you know exactly you know like we can we go to bed we go to bed at night and most of us sleep perfectly fine yeah after a pint of whiskey sure after 10 beers and (laughs) bowl of weed a couple bowls but so the team wants to determine why this cattle just or why this calf just dropped dead, which seems almost instantaneously. Like, how does a calf perfectly fine three hours ago just drop dead? So they call in a vet um, by the name of Dr. Michael Gamble. And he, it shows this guy. So I, I took, I thought this was really interesting and gave a lot of validity to other cattle mutilations. Is you see this guy like really cranking this calf open like mm-hmm. it and tom mentions that too like it made him think about the previous cattle mutilations more mm-hmm. yeah it was messy and it was physical it took a lot of time yep yeah a lot of blood a lot of blood like and it's and he wasn't so in a lot of the typical stereotypical cattle mutilations all of the cuts that happen are like surgical like they were precision done, yeah yeah like they were done with like an absolutely sharp utensil and i mean this dude's got like a tree cutter just like cranking this thing open you know like yeah, dude, that metal. it looked yeah it looked very fucking brutal and like cavemanish, uh-huh. not like precise laser cuts you know yeah so i mean that just shows right there like that's a visual representation of how these cattle mutilations don't take place you right know what i mean it's like well yeah it proves that it's probably not the military or random assholes fucking with their neighbors or anything like that right or yeah, satanic you, cults or whatever yeah some hoaxer trying to just mess with the you know try and mess with somebody's living or something but so i kind i kind of like that a little bit and candace is actually watching this vet kind of tear open this calf and 
she is not stoked about it. You can just like see uh-huh. in her face. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, she mm-hmm. looks pretty fucking bewildered. She kind of has a on her face and was like trying not to yeah. puke on us. It, first of all, it's August when we were up there. Um, and it was hot as fuck. So you know uh, that thing's already starting to this smell. One is like, this one's like right after we were up there. Yeah, like yeah. 10 days, give yeah. or take. So it's pretty crazy. I, I think she really like isn't a rancher at heart and really, really likes the cows more like pets than like livestock. Yeah. And so that's troubling to her. And also I'm sure that thing was starting to fucking turn already, you know? Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of backstory for listeners with Linda. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got some backstory. So I thought this was kind of interesting. Most of us know who Linda Howe is. You know, she's on Ancient Aliens. Uh, she's most popular when you're talking about cattle mutilations for her book, Strange Harvest, which I, I can't remember. John, did you say you read that or no? I know it's out there, but I just wasn't sure. But that's what she's most famous for as far as the book goes. Um, Strange Harvest. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not a book. It's a, it's a documentary. Documentary, that's right. Um, yeah. So she, this is kind of fun facts on her. Number one, she was born in Boise. I don't know who knew that. She actually was, she won Miss Idaho crown in 1963. So she was a a hottie back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they showed some young pick, some younger footage of her when she was doing strange harvest. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, all fairs and love and war. Um, One thing I found was interesting too, because we've known her all for not only academy relations, but UFO government involvement, everything else that she's been in especially this last few decades, but she actually started out in environmental studies is where she started her studies on. And then that gradually went into other things too. Um, of course, 1980 producer strange harvest. And then I found it funny that, uh, he's retired now, but the old Idaho director for MUFON basically called her the most preeminent UFO investigator in the world. Um, kind of high, you know, high esteem for her. Definitely. She's had other things too, where she had, um, let me see what it is, a glimpse of the other realities uh, and other documentaries that she's, she actually won original Emmy for Strange Harvest along with something else she did. She's just, you know, I, I see her in Ancient Aliens and I really didn't know that she had this much criteria behind her, but she really does. And so it was kind of neat seeing her come on the ranch and, you know, and what she was involved in. I just thought that was kind of cool. So. Yeah. As soon as, soon as they brought her out, because she's been, she's been a part of, every part of this phenom- phenomena for years and years. So I was pretty stoked when they brought her in. Yeah, I was definitely, definitely good to bring in for sure. I mean, she says she's done this for the last four decades. So she's definitely seen her fair share of cattle mutilations. Um, so they arrive the dates, August 21st, Brandon heads out to the ranch to see exactly what's happening. And Linda Moulton Howes in tow. And what I thought was crazy is this is the very next day. Do you think like that just seems really fast to be like, did Brandon contact her that evening? And then like Josh, I wonder if she's kind of been on cat on, on cattle on call for (laughs) in case something happens to the, to the cattle. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all, but also you got to remember, um, the same production company, Prometheus Entertainment, 
that makes this show makes uh ancient aliens ancient aliens and all the other stuff you see linda moulton howe on also uh i think she's regionally pretty close also brandon has a private jet yeah so he probably just called her up i mean she might have been on call and everything but he probably just called her up and was like hey do you like private jets and weird cattle mutilation shit you want to come check out my weird ass ranch and be on a history show for a second I wonder if she was on some type of retainer too, because you know, the phenomena of cattle mutilation. So they always had her in the back of their minds. Like, right. All right. If we do get a cattle mutilation while we're filming the show, we want Linda Moulton Howe on it. So maybe it's like, Hey, clear your schedule for like the next six months. Like if you need to be gone, like if you need to go, you have to, be ready to go when we need you. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they did. I'm sure this was, you know, had, I'm sure they warned her with enough time to be like, okay, hey, on a moment's notice, can you come help us out if we get a mutilation, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. we can check all boxes on that, to be honest with you, you know, and, and mm-hmm. which is, that's part of the media side and everything else that, you know, when we talk to Tom, you're filming things four times. And I mean, there's another side to it, but again, you know, I'll say devil's advocate, the show does a really good balance. You know, I was going to say when they notified uh, Travis about the catamutilation, fantastic action filmography from him running across a field with the heartbeat in the background. He's getting to the cat. You know, I mean, you've you've got that there. It's just there. It's going to have to be there, you know, but you know, it's a drop in the sand. I think if anything else, you can still take a lot of stuff away from it, but I'm sure there, there's a lot of that to it, but there's one thing she mentioned too, that I found was funny was she was talking about, she was asking Tom about when they experienced the last things. And of course the time before, and she mentioned that, you know, this might be starting a new cycle. Mm-hmm. And it seems mm-hmm. like that's kind of, you know, there's earn- intervals here that kind of start over. And it seems like that's something that the ranch actually goes through, kind of another metamorphosis, yeah. and then it grows. So, I don't know. Yeah, so they take, I thought that was really interesting. I have that in my notes as well. But so Tom and co. take her to where the calf uh, died. And the team has fenced it off so no predators can get the calf or anything like that. And they take it to her. And this isn't a classic mutilation case. Um, and Linda immediately is like, it, if it was a classic mutilation, you would notice a sky-facing head with the sky-facing ear gone. Uh, the sky-facing eye would be removed along with the eyelids. You know, it's that classic-looking cattle mutilation. Um, with surgically removed things and <coughs> and this is definitely not this this thing just dropped dead out of nowhere um and she starts explaining that mutilations have been happening around the globe for a century and a half which yeah. i i didn't really know about that i mean i know yeah. they've been going on for a long time but i feel like she said the first one on record was in australia in like the at the turn of the 20th century yeah yeah um super interesting and this is where the information that it's been nearly 10 years since the last mutilation this is mm-hmm. where jim sagala comes out and says like no it hasn't been three years it's actually been 10 years and then linda says you know we may be entering a new cycle which is very interesting yeah, and I want to get a consensus from you guys because watching them all talk about what they thought happened to the calf, it seems like everybody's got a different idea. And I, 
like so maybe we should talk about this after we talk about the footage that they look at later because it kind of gets into that but i want that to be a thing we come back to actually i think we should wait sorry okay okay well um Jim tells Linda that their trifield meters were going crazy and a spectrum analyzer was doing things that he couldn't understand. So they're, they're just like bringing her up to speed on kind of what, what they've seen and witnessed and like what they've got. And they've gathered a ton of data, but just like the ranch is the more data you collect, it's not answering anything. You get more questions, you get more questions. And usually, you know, you collect data, you start to understand something generally in life you know you, you collect all this data and you're like okay i get it now it's this and this and this <laughs> seems but, to be what the paranormal likes to do is fuck with mm-hmm. people uh yeah absolutely um and then tom shows linda the alpacas and thankfully they are in a better run it seems to be that way anyway and i don't know why They're- i put in the Go they're ahead. in one of the old observation pens, dude. They're in like yep. the bait pens. Uh-huh. Which I find that was very ironic. I also put notes <laughs> yeah. down that the llamas are just having a bad fucking hair day because man, <laughs> it was hellacious. That's funny because I put William is a great name for a dog because William's there and he talks about William for a second. I'm like, that's a good name for a dog. It's perfect. Yeah, completely <laughs> off, completely off uh, topic or anything. But um Linda also asked the team if they've uh, caught anything on infrared video, like such as beams, orbs, silhouettes, anything like that. And at the, I th- God, what episode one or two or something? It was one. It was the yeah. first one. Maybe it was one. Yeah, like they caught that huh. beam right away. Um. So that's that's pretty interesting. And uh, Candace is saying how like yeah, we've put the llamas in this pen and it's super protected. Like there's not, nothing can really get these things. You know, there's barbed wire. The fences look like they're at least 10 feet high, at least. Um, Oh yeah. And then Linda, she's just like, well, it's not going to keep them out if the problem that you're experiencing is coming from the sky. It's just like, yeah, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I was just all, yes. And <laughs> the look on Candace's too. face when Linda said that, she was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, God right. damn it. <laughs> 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 like, at the same time, like, fuck you, but at the same time, you're right. I didn't uh-huh. think of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt really bad for Candace in this episode because oh. she just looks like she's not having a good time at oh, all. About the animals. She is having a hard time for sure. Well, well and you know, they, they thought they had it in the bag. Like, oh, these llamas are safe as shit. Nothing's going to touch these things. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, Linda Linda Howe kind of a poo-pooed that parade. And she did it well. She shared <laughs> all of that whole fucking, yeah. Yeah. And smiled yep. when she did it. Oh, that was funny. Mm-hmm. So now we are going to get into just the, no, 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 just the, the juicy <laughs> gristle of the, of the show that I, I was watching it with just makes me rock hard. My <laughs> rock hard. Just my mouth like open and just like what the hell? Um, and we're gonna have to take one break. I'm sorry because my Mac is gonna die, and I had to change rooms and I didn't <laughs> grab my charger. 
All right, we're going to go for one quick break, and we will come back with uh, titillating news, folks. Uh, stand by. What up, fart knockers? Aries, stop insulting people. These are potential listeners. Yeah, I'm so sure. Happy horror coffee break, old-time horror radio show. We take the best and worst ah! creepypasta stories online, and our finest of quality reenactors perform them for you in the style of old-timey horror radio dramas. Everyone knows it's just you disguising your voice poorly. No, it's not. Besides, we have an abundance of great guests. There's music and t-shirts. And a bunch of dick and fart jokes. You're not wrong. <laughs> Catch us on all the major podcast thingamawarpers. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Schlapstick, Hard Knockers, and the rest. Idiot. Tune in every other Friday. There's a new episode. Or just stick your head in an oven. Same difference. Aries. <laughs> we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Toodles! The fourth hand joins. And we are back. Um, we are back with titillating news, I think, John, right? You had on There's, your side? There is titillating news, but right. technology tried to screw me. It's been trying to screw me this whole episode. I've been <laughs> battling the elements. So Dude, Tim Apple's been trying to get in your pants forever. Yeah. <laughs> Let him. Um, so, yeah, this is where I think the show just, like, breaks out any other show like i was reading some comments about this show and people were like oh it's so boring or like this is just stupid and everything and like i think they are just fools and these guys have caught something historical right so the team, yeah let's get into that yeah so the team takes uh, they meet up with linda linda and brandon in the command center sorry i'm getting so excited that i'm just my brain's all You're shaking flip, over there. It's flipping over itself. So <laughs> they want to go over some footage in the command center that Eric has captured. And Eric, the somehow the cameras miraculously have worked this time. Somehow, I don't even know how they got that to happen. And they have located where the calf is, and there is a camera right on the calf, and it's still alive. And he eric goes frame by frame and it shows the cow and as soon as the cow reacts to something it shows the cow kind of like get up and he's like okay so this is the cow reacting now look what's right above it and there is a ufo <laughs> right above it as travis um, would say yeah as uh, you know <laughs> yeah the travisism of the ufo is like right above there. And then in the very next frame, I wouldn't say it's in a completely different part of the sky, but it has traveled quite a distance in just the next in, frame. In one frame, yeah. In one frame. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not sure. It depends on the quality. And I'm again, I'm learning this because of you know the video side, but it depends on the quality of how the camera's filming. But that frame, we're literally looking at either a 0.2 second or a 0.5 second frame to frame to frame. So within that that small little area, it went from point A to point B. Yeah. they. So I, you're I mean, saying it's moving. Yeah. 
Well, and they said the object is moving at extremely fast speeds. So, but as the cow's reacting, there's a UFO right above it. So, I mean, it's, and UFO, you know, we're not saying it's alien or anything, but there is an object in the sky that we don't know what it is. We don't know, you know. It certainly doesn't look like a bird, a plane, anything like a bug. It's not to scale. That's the thing. It's, it's not it's, to scale looks, with a cow. It looks like a craft. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim Segala even was like, well, you know, at first I thought it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. But, you know, he, he's going through all these logical things that it could and should be. Well, um, and to me, you know, honestly, with the scaling, you know, when he went to the cow, then he went up to what was in the sky and how that looked, it actually looked like it was similar to what the Tic Tac is. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same proportionate size but i you know speculation again but still you know yeah so i was gonna say it kind of looks like what we caught at the lake in 2018 the the black object above the sun and the one that we caught in the ashley national john where it's you can kind of see it in the mountains and then when i fall down it does that you know looping motion and you can see it in a few frames yeah but like it kind of gave me the chills because i was like that's that seems very familiar like anytime there's a light on this show i'm just like yep that's familiar that's exactly what we see that's exactly what i see i don't know it's very validating it feels yeah. cool i don't know it does, <laughs> I, no i literally got the chills when i saw that too like i got i just got the chills again thinking about it because yeah, the scale is strange, and it does, chain look like the Tic Tac almost, like, really similar. For sure. And now they have video evidence. They have video evidence. They have spectrum analyzers. They have RF meters. They have multiple iPhones all going crazy around this calf. And right above it, on video, they capture a strange object in the sky, an unidentified flying object. So this show has twice now in its first season, which covered about six, maybe eight weeks mm-hmm. of actual time on the ranch, caught, fucking inadvertently caught a fucking UFO on film twice. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, people spend years trying to get that and that doesn't happen. It's absolutely amazing. Love it. Yeah. How, no, what other show has done this? None. This is not one. And this is like shitty graphics, you know? Like, yeah. (laughs) And I mean, and they're just the amount of evidence that they've caught in the last two months of the show is just mind blowing. And they, that, this has got to be some of the most, the best evidence of a strange death of a cow with a possible UFO right about. Like, this has got to be some of the best evidence that's ever been captured. Uh, never mind. Sorry. No, but, um, I, I think it's amazing because, you know, mutilations, you'll find it a day later, a couple days later or something, you know, out on the ranch, they're free range cattle or horses or what have you, but this happened and they were able to analyze this within two or three hours. So all of this is fresh data right from the moment it happens until you know and and uh 
Linda mentioned, you know, they, they might be one of the first people to really get this in real time because it's usually days, weeks later that anybody comes to investigate these things. So, yeah, yeah. even though it's not a typical cattle mutilation, but I mean, that UFO. Yeah, everything else kind of coincides, though, like it's I think as soon as they mentioned that they were getting readings along with uh, the dead calf, she kind of perked up a little bit because I think she was kind of like, no, nah, this isn't really the typical signs we see in a in a typical cattle mutilation. And then as soon as Sagala said, no, our readings were fucking up there and she kind of, whoa, OK, maybe it is, you know. Yep. Yep, yeah. because I mean, it's not the telltale, you know, the classic mutilation, but uh, this calf died of strange, uh, perfectly healthy two year old calf died of God knows what died of stress because it was possibly picking up on psycho microwave signals. Yep. And um, I'm just, dude, I, I was like watching this with my jaw open, just like. <laughs> what like i ran out like as soon as the episode was over i ran out tori was in the backyard uh pulling weeds it's like sorry do you have any idea what they've just found <laughs> and she probably looked at you it's like fucking you, awesome, si- man. you silly son of a bitch i don't even yeah, want to ask just what's going on. over the moon about it as you are yeah. for sure well and and she even was like i told her and she's like that's pretty crazy Josh, I think you had a circle back on this, right? Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, what do you think was the stressor that caused, like, this is what I wanted to get a consensus on, but I wanted to wait till after we talked about the UFO because it seemed like once they saw that footage, everybody was like, oh, that was it. It was that. But if you look at the footage, the herd is already gone. The cow is there by itself. It's already got pneumonia as far as i'm concerned like what do you guys think was the stressor that caused its immune system to drop and the ammonia to to become acute because i don't think that it's going to get acute pneumonia and die within minutes that's not how pneumonia works um personally i think that it got freaked out by whatever attacked the llamas and like that was what stressed it out and then it got acute pneumonia and it it takes days sometimes weeks to die from that shit like it's not immediate it's not like the virus and uh fucking contagion or something that kills you in hours you know so that's kind of what i wanted to circle back to because it seemed like by the end of the episode everyone was thinking it was the ufo or the weird radiation that they were seeing around it when they found it dead you know but then when they watched the footage the cow like starts to get up because obviously it's getting freaked out by the UFO, but it, it was already alone. The herd had already gone as far away from it as they could get. Like, I think maybe the herd sensed it was sick and left it behind. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I, I wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Maybe, who wants, who wants maybe it's, um, you know, with all the radiation readings and stuff they had around there, maybe that had been going on for quite some time in that area. And, you know, seeing as how a UFO zips through right there, you know, maybe that is a particular window area that was kind of ramping up for things to come through. You know what I mean? Whether it was the whatever animal uh, fucked with the alpacas or, you know, given that, given the cow stress or 
I mean, maybe maybe these window areas kind of shift around the, the basin. I don't know. Well, and that makes me think like maybe that's interesting because what if when these window areas say, say they open and close hypothetically? Sure. Why not? For, for yeah. conversation's sake, let's say window areas open and close. Maybe when they open, they just mess with all of the electromagnetic frequencies that happen on earth and they just like and because taylor even said there's nothing man mankind has not figured out how to control every single one of these frequencies at one time so All right, maybe yeah. may uh, uh, you know just spitballing here boys you know just i want to get weird weird with you on this real quick for a yeah, second go for it so in warhammer 40k lore sorry i said that out loud go on there's Nerd. a thing there's a thing called the warp and that's how they travel faster than light and it's basically a wormhole so but it's also like a conduit of like massive amounts of energy and and shit like that so because that is loosely based on what we know of what we know about our understanding of physics and uh and a wormhole maybe these window areas do open like a portal and when they open they just spill radiation out of them because it's like a fucking wormhole yeah, yeah. anyway sorry that was my thought i don't know yeah i mean that i never even really thought about that but that's i i don't know that's pretty interesting that's definitely like a i think that's a valid way to hypothesize like i think that's a valid hypothesis for sure um i mean it would seem like the ufo had something to do like who knows how long that was there before it was even detected on film or whatever. Um, so it could be the cause of that, or it could be the window area opening up and that's what caused all of that stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They said it. I, I was a little confused at how pneumonia could all of a sudden just rapidly kill something that fast. It can't. Like, okay. that's why I wanted to have this conversation. It, that's not how pneumonia works. Like, with when you die from pneumonia, you drown in your own lungs. Like, your lungs fill up with fluid and you die by asphyxiation. Like, it sucks. And so slow especially, death, essentially. Yeah. I mean, even with acute pneumonia, it's not going to happen in minutes or hours. It's going to take at least a couple of days. Um, but, they, but they did, they didn't say that the calf was acting strange whatsoever i mean i guess that's not to say that it didn't have it then but well is, if is, it was is there a way that i mean fuck there's a ufo above this calf like is there a way that it just rapidly with all those microwaves it's like a microwave it cooks popcorn in two and a half minutes do you think I, that it's somehow these electromagnetic fields and all this shit kind of cook that pneumonia up and instead of taking a few days to really attack you it took three hours i mean i i can't really say yes or no to that because like well i'm yeah. not a scientist yeah i mean but, yeah and i, I but, have no idea so like i've had pneumonia i know what it's like and you're just mostly tired and it feels like you've got the flu or a cold so like they might not have noticed the calf acting a little like lethargic and tired and then when the when the herd got up to fucking leave the area and that calf couldn't follow them, that's when they noticed it was alone. And but they didn't notice any strange behavior before because like animals 
tolerance for pain and discomfort is so much higher than a human being's. Mm -hmm. So even if it's tired, it knows its best chance for survival is to stay with the herd. So it's going to stay with the herd as much as it can. Mm -hmm. And, and I, that's why I think the stressor had to be previous to that. And then the pneumonia developed. And then when the herd maybe sensed that the UFO or the radiation was coming or that the radiation was growing and it moved off the cow, the calf tried to go, but it couldn't because it was too tired because it couldn't get any breath. Mm. Like that to me makes sense, but that's also like discounting how the phenomenon fucks with everything. And like what you just said, John, like maybe the radiation made the pneumonia worse somehow. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. not, I, I'm not a, a physicist at Chernobyl, so yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. Didn't they, yeah. uh, when they saw that first UFO, wasn't that kind of in the same area? Because that side of that pasture is right off from the command center. Yeah, and it's like right by that helicopter pad. Yeah, yeah. when they were firing the rockets. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's like right in that general area, I think, for sure. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, crazy. Yeah, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I don't know. I think like that, this is pretty incredible. And to whoever said the show's boring that I read today is. Ah, fuck them. I think that's, whoever said that that's from people who have never been there and experience the, the yeah. way that place makes you feel, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think every fake, every thing that capture is a victory for us. Cause we're like, Oh yeah, we've been there. Like, fuck. Yeah. That's so cool yeah. that you count that, you know? Well, yeah. And I think, I think there's just some people out there that will not be satisfied unless a classic saucer literally lands somewhere and a gray alien pops out. And then even then he would have to people, like suck your dick and go crazy. Yeah. They're, and, gonna, yeah. yeah. They're still going to be like, it's a hoax. <laughs> yeah. You know? Come this on. This is boring until I get an alien handy. Aliens can't do blowjobs. I've read it in fucking Dianetics. This is bullshit. <laughs> Corey Their mouths aren't big enough. Do not do that. So, <laughs> so but yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say like people need a flying saucer to land on the White House lawn and a gray to pop out. But then even then they'd be like, yeah, it's fake news. Well, here's the thing. So, you know, <laughs> we did news episode, what, Tuesday, you know, would release for everybody. This one will drop before the news episode on Sunday. But there was one um, article that I caught that actually they asked Chris Carter, if you guys know him, he's actually the creator of X-Files. And they asked him, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about the Navy UFOs and everything going on? Um, what's your viewpoints? And he flat out, he said, you know, look, it's a tabloid culture. We are glued to the TV and we care about what we think we see. It, the, the presidency is a game show, everything else. Now you have UFO reports. Unless something drastic happens and you see a gray or you see a white, you, you, people just don't give a shit because of the culture. This is where we're at. It's a tabloid culture. This is what we live in nowadays. And it's sad because if this happened 10 years ago, you know, it would be a completely different frame of mind. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So, but anyway, um, I don't know. We want a round table real quick or any more thoughts on the UFO? Cause it did blow my mind too, but I, it just was like, damn, where yeah, else can we um, go? Shane, so you guys got anything on the, on the stressor? Um, I kind of had a weird, like high thought last night. I kind of went down like maybe, maybe it's a weird vampire like force. So 
whatever's taking okay. these cows is gaining something from taking these cows. Maybe well, not. Have, they'd have to be, don't you think? <sighs> I, gaining something. Yeah, I mean, because you would think they're smart enough that like they wouldn't have to take samples of this cow to know what this cow's made of. You know what I mean? Maybe what they're taking is actually beneficial for how they go on exist living. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I if, if if we take Michael P. Masters kind of theory on this whole thing, then it's an anthropologist from the distant future. Maybe he there hasn't been a cow that it's existed for a million years where he's from, and they are just taking core samples and everything like that and it's purely for science uh also just to like a different viewpoint but also i think what you're saying al is real interesting and i mm. want to keep talking about it but like i think it was richard dolan it was either richard dolan or nick redfern uh like four or five years ago wrote a book where they basically had figured out cattle mutilation and that it was a prion disease like there's a prion disease like mad cow disease that's everywhere because of like a fucked up the way they fucked up handling a mad cow outbreak in like the eighties. And so it's really the like military going around and taking core samples from cattle to make sure that it's, there's not going to be another outbreak, which is kind of plausible, but not nearly as fun and doesn't really make sense. But I, I think the idea that they, that, the phenomenon in general has a vampiric act uh accent's not the right word aspects yeah it, it it has a vampiric aspect to it because like it, it does tend to take things from people like it almost drove john keel insane like uh people experience um poltergeist activity after they see ufos like all sorts of crazy stuff like that. Like there are always all these ripple effects where it's basically sucking energy from people. Yeah. I was going to say whatever it's doing, places, it's, it's know? feeding on the energy, the life force. I mean, it affects everything. Like it turns everything into a thumbs up to a thumbs down or to a thumb sideways real quick. You know, it yeah. really it makes you feel topsy turvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I, don't, and I, I think don't, it likes I don't know that. If you guys, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys um, mentioned this in your news episode, but they, you know, some scientists at NASA recently were thinking they found some evidence for a parallel universe. Yeah, we covered. And it. if these things are, you know, or dimension, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, and if these things are, like we were saying, you know, popping in and out, all of them, you know what I mean? I don't know. That it, it made me think of that as well. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Shane, do you have any thoughts on it? Um, well, I don't know. Just to counter off what you were saying, Josh, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard about that same thing too, where the government was going around trying to figure out what's going on. But then again, that goes against how they find these mutilations where there's zero blood, there's zero, everything's drained. I mean, I can't imagine human beings be able to do something like that. But then again, I don't trust my government as far as I can throw it. So there's that. Um, but, you know, sorry, no, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I was just, we did, we've already seen how hard it is to cut up a cow though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, with, yeah. You know, a lot of times it happens in a few minutes, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the only thing I would say as a counterpoint to that is, uh, black ops, like black budget technology is usually 40 
years ahead of what we have access to and Agreed. there tends to be black helicopter sightings clustered around cattle mutilations yeah and we talked we talked about it during one of our episodes look at darpa look at some of yeah the, you know things coming out of that and that's what we know of and know? also the black helicopters might just be ufos in disguise like fucking decepticons and shit who knows <laughs> yeah. it could be but then also keep in mind there's been other things mutilated too not just cattle cattle's a predominant thing that gets yeah. mutilated but there's been other animals too so you know bouncing again off john's theory michael p masters maybe you know that this went extinct i mean there's so many different roads you can go down i, I none of us are fucking rocket science on this but it's all worth talking about i think um the other thing i gotta sure. say is i fucking hate those barbed wire homemade fences I, if any of you ever <laughs> i used to try to close those gates when i was a kid and uh -huh. i would spend fucking like 10 minutes trying to put my shoulder into the last post to get the top of the i no no, not from trying not to cut yourself. Yeah. Have some farming flashbacks. Oh, absolutely. PTSD farming flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. PTSD farming. God. Um, but other than that, I, I will say, you know, number one, you know, we've got what and I did verify too. So just for you listeners, everybody, uh June second will be. So that's not next week, but the week after. Um you know, this is eight seasons. Again, Tom Winter hinted that that this is pretty likely to come back. I can't imagine when you look at this season and where we're at, what next season is going to hold. Uh, it just really phenomenally is, is just, it, it, it just, God, I, you know, somebody mentioned having boners on here like 30 minutes ago. I, I think we all I think have a me. chub. Yeah, 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 yeah. I another. think that was like all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, just, yeah, very interesting. And that's my take on it. And, and, uh, who, anybody else have a, have a wrap up thought? I mean, yeah. My, go ahead, John. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say my final thought is I should have wore my white pants for this episode. And if you haven't watched it yet, wear your white pants. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'll piggyback off that and say, you fuckers have got to quit texting in the group text of what happened when I didn't see it yet. Because I, I got, I'm like, God, no. Cause now I got something in my mind already. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was trying to hold off for you, but <laughs> Duly noted, but to my credit, I just said, uh, dot, 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 holy shit. Well, that means UFOs, John, in your terminology. <laughs> With either you or me, I think it means UFOs. <laughs> yes. Well, Shane, you're not supposed to read between the fucking lines. I Jesus. Know. I know. It's my fault. <laughs> I mean, that's on you. Yeah. 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 You Turn damn around wizard. And make it your fault. You fucking damn wizard. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Um, but so I just. My hot take on it, and I think I've already said this, is that was that just blew my mind uh, that they actually got all of that data and all that video evidence and stuff. And I think it seems legit to me. I mean, for now, that that seems pretty. You know, when you have scientists and PhDs going, what? I mean, that that seems pretty credible to me. Like for me personally, going, holy shit, that's crazy. Like what do I know? But when you, when you have PhDs and scientists and everything like perplexed as well, that, that was pretty awesome. And we say this every week, this is the <laughs> classic every week, but Holy shit. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do we want to get into the teaser at all? Or well, I want, can we touch on the teaser? What, what, what do you uh, think? Let's let Al and Shane give their final thoughts and then let's rip this teaser a new one. Yeah, I was going to say, on my side. go ahead, Al. Um, 
also uh once again phenomenal episode i'm fucking boner city but this was actually the first episode besides the first little segment with a microphone and helicopter that they stuck on the same topic and followed it through to the very end the whole show which was like if they did that then this event was probably super significant you know yeah for sure yeah they didn't cut around as much that's a really good point that's a really good point yeah um yeah it's funny man they they just abandoned that first experiment fuck that dead cow let's go yeah they were like this is interesting wait what yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like a bad scooby-doo movie so um next week's teaser anyone dude it looks like it looks like they go, they go to brandon's office or something yeah, yeah. It, well like in salt like, lake i'm assuming in the first episode when they all met up they met up at the building that's downtown that he has his offices in um and it looks definitely like they're back in there but holy shit some of the stuff that they're finding is insane like they're it looks like they're being watched by the government like fucking yeah well, so like somebody from uh one of the intelligence agencies. agencies yeah travis yeah, i him, think confirms yeah that's crazy yeah like one of his buddies in intelligence is like hey dog we're watching you we're fucking watching you dude <laughs> <laughs> and, so wild to, and to watch taylor's um growth from episode one to now he is completely he's a changed man he's on board 100 yeah well it's it's like watching shit crazy yeah well it's it's like watching someone come into your little you know your little club and just be like yes my son welcome come on yeah yeah here we go (laughs) And, and he has gotten there through anomalous anomalous data like that is what has changed his scientific doctor ass mind mm-hmm. is <laughs> actual data is just crazy data, crazy readings over and over and over that don't make sense that should not happen. And there's no way he can refute the science. Well, not only that, but just the footage that they previewed on what they were finding with what was coming out of the crevice, what was kind of, I mean that, right. I just can't wait to hear them explain that. I, I mm-hmm. just, you know, wow. You know, crazy. Yeah. It kind of looks like they have like a rundown and they're kind of like they're doing putting a nice doing little bow on the season. Yeah. yeah there was a, a audio clip of, I think it was Taylor saying we have world changing evidence. Like, yeah. And then Fugle said, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that gave that gave me goosebumps. That yeah. literally gave me, me goosebumps, and I actually just got goosebumps again thinking about it. Because well, <laughs> unlike other like ghost hunting shows or whatever, like I feel like this is leaps and bounds above that scientifically. You know what I mean as far as evidence goes. So when they say that, you know, it's not just like oh, it's not something to move on camera. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's, it's, it's more purely science based. I think it's way more rooted in science than any other show that we've seen yeah yeah well it's like uh linda said when they were talking about the calf and she was like most of these things happen out in rural areas in the middle of nowhere where no one has any way to monitor like what's happening and you guys are here 
with cameras everywhere looking for it you have a chance to see this shit in real time basically and yeah that's fucking crazy and awesome mm-hmm. yeah um so so awesome and i love this show like i'm full fully on this i'll support this show forever um, and the thing that gives it credence like you were saying al is like and josh is like these this isn't ghost adventures these aren't like the five of us going around getting you know our so-called evidence like these are dudes did you smell that one of those things <laughs> yeah i mean sorry are, i farted <laughs> these are guys you know with degrees and phds and you know their title their job title is scientist you know so when when their ears start perking up and when they're confused that's that makes me excited absolutely absolutely yep. no it's fantastic but uh, that's um, all I gotta say about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Calm down for us. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. We'll see. We wrap up, and then again, uh, for the listeners, we talk about not only and we we're gonna wrap up that last episode, but I think we have a little bonus content with uh, Larry's wife possibly coming on. Gonna be kind of cool to tell some really personal stories. Uh, maybe we'll combine that. Maybe we won't. We'll we'll see where we go. But you know, there's more ahead of the game here. Um, Alex, Larry, do you want to go ahead and do some promotion on Cold Research? Sure. Uh, follow us at Cold Research Team on Instagram for upcoming research trips and past research uh, orb footage and stuff like that. So, yeah, give us a follow. Absolutely. And then as far as we're concerned, um, again, we thank everybody. We thank the YouTube subscribers that are coming up. We've got more Podbean followers. We've got uh, another Patreon. Thanks to you, John. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Ian, by the way, from Patreon, who actually threw a quick little message out to us. We, For those of you listening to the regular show, we had a part one and part two of the Okigahara Forest in uh, Japan, which is a suicide forest. And he actually threw out some links of other haunted forests around the world. And just really cool to have that interaction from not, not just Patreon members, but anybody, you know. So feel free to write and bring that stuff in. You know, you can write us at strangejungles at gmail.com. If you have a story you think would fit in our little weird eclectic world, please call us at 801-252-6945. And uh, you can find a website as well. And we're everywhere else on the social media and wherever we're on all podcast platforms. Um, anybody else have any follow-ups? Um, thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to join Shane's – or. John's mom. It's I don't know if you said this, Shane. I kind of zoned out in the <laughs> in the glory of that. However, uh, you're setting this up. Sounds guy. so awkward. <laughs> but if you want to join John's mom as a patron, as yeah, a patron. John. John, yeah, how do you do patron. that? It's <clears throat> uh, Patreon.com/slash/strangeuncles. Asking for a friend, but how do you do that? Not not awkward at all. That's awesome. Patreon.com slash strange uncles Al. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Just right. to confirm that's I'll how tell you my did buddy. It. Yeah. It's bad anus. Anyway. Um, thank you everybody. Great show, great episode. Um, and it just gets thicker. It's amazing. Um close gates, guys. You've been listening to a fourth hand production.